I just got breaking news. Oh, oh my god. What happened? There's only so much my banana can take. It's not cheating. It's necessary. November 24, 2020. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 20. Coming early and coming often, this is Abel Kirby. And wielding knives like a drunken ninja, I'm cold acid. And here we go. There's a story behind that. <laughs> and for uh, today's drink, I have Squeeze from Mexican Satan's Glands. What? A Bud Light with Lime, it looks like. What the fuck? Yeah. I know, it's a really low point in the show. I can't believe I'm about to drink this thing. Oh, man. Man. Ugh. No! And, uh, and it tastes just about what you think it would taste like. Oh, boy. Like Satan's butthole. Yeah. Yeah. Mexican Satan. You know how you know? How? From the cilantro. Oh! <laughs> oh, well. Ba-dum-bump. <laughs> so what's this with knives? You cut your hand off or something? No, no, I... I was trying to pull out a, a soup ladle for certain. I made I made a stew for mm. for dinner out of a can because I'm a lazy bastard. And trying to get the and trying to extract my soup ladle out of the drawer it was in, I did not realize that there was a serrated blade facing edge up in the same drawer. Uh oh. And yeah, nice little bit of pain, good bit of blood. Yeah. Uh, since I put the bandage on, it hasn't seemed to bled through, but we'll we'll know tomorrow morning whether or not I've ended up going to the hospital for stitches. Yeah, yeah. Which I hope I don't have to do because last thing I need to do is suffocate for hours waiting around with a face diaper on. <laughs> and you have your tetanus shot already, right? You're up to date. Oh, yeah, got yeah. that as kids. Mm. Oh, oh, you need a booster though. Yeah, they make you if you. Well, I don't think a knife counts, but if you step on a rusty nail, they, you're supposed to get I'm, a booster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I got boosters at 15 and possibly 25. Mm. Definitely, if it wasn't for tetanus shots, I probably wouldn't have survived childhood. <laughs> yeah, I had a yeah. lot of fun as a kid. Uh, Not safe fun, but fun. Yeah, I stepped on a couple. Uh, found those boards with the nails sticking out in the middle of the woods one time. Yeah, that wasn't very fun. Right through the a shoe. Board with a nail in it. Yeah. Perfect for when you gotta take care of aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. We got some topics this week. No aliens. And do we ever? Yeah. And speaking of, no, but we got magical girls. Oh, we do. Did you actually go and watch that show? I watched the first episode earlier <laughs> oh, today. Jeez. Honestly, uh... as somebody who doesn't really know anything about fate, has only really seen like some art and some memes here and there it seems to be uh, so far a pretty decent parody on magical girl stuff uh, i i've actually enjoyed this first episode we'll have to see how it goes from here but so far so good and i'm i'm cautiously optimistic because <laughs> yes i've heard bad things about it but i mean like i was going into into this expecting something like puni puni poemi and at least so far, this is not that. Yeah. So we're we're talking about Fate Prisma Ilya. I think that is, is that the whole name. Fate or it's Tailed like... Liner Prisma Ilya. P 
Prisma, yeah, Kaled Liner. Uh, this is so. This um, just for context, this was a spinoff. Collide because Kaleidoscope. Yeah. Apparently. So Fate Stay Night was a giant franchise. We've talked about it before. I'm a big fan of was. it. I know you. It still is. Um, yeah. Though what it is, it's kind of like Star Wars. Um, it the the stuff that you see now doesn't seem to have a lot to do with what made Fate Stay Night interesting to me. And I fell off the bandwagon a long time ago because of that. The original story was it was a high school boy Shiro, and he's with his found family. Um, so he's adopted, and he has an adopted kind of almost like an older sister not quite a mother figure and some other characters around who are interesting just to watch on their own and then they get thrown into this life and death situation and watching that play out was what was really interesting to me and then everything after that where it turned into oh it's the lore of the magical families and all this you know uh extended universe style stuff i could never get along with and, and then on top of that, you had all the spin-offs, the alternate reality spin-offs where they said, oh, we'll take the same characters in a completely different situation or an alternate reality. And, um, it was almost like when Evangelion did, um, what was it called, Angelic Days, where they did the uh, Slice of Life spin-off yeah, they ha- manga. They did like, a, they did like a, a Slice of Life alternate universe, yeah. right? And so this, uh, if I remember, I've only watched the first episode of this too, but I, I saw it when it came out. Um, it it's a alternate universe where the uh, core conflicts of Fate Stay Night don't exist, and instead they have a magical girl show. Yeah, and and the magical girls have to go around collecting cards. Excuse me, I I, I <laughs> seem to have the COVID. Yeah. I liked when we were Googling this. Uh, we were talking about bringing this up next show. Uh, I put in my notes that... Uh, this is next show. Yeah. We, I'm talking about previous show. We had that... Uh, I put that screenshot in the show notes. When you Google uh, Prisma Ilya, you get a... Duck, duck, go it. Or, yeah, duck, duck, go it. I haven't tried Google. I wonder if Google does the same thing. You get a picture of a soccer player, and I don't I don't know the uniforms. I can't tell what country he's from, but they they uh, they have with the description colors, of the show. I, I'm pretty sure I'm sure sure he's got to be for playing for Brazil with that with those colors. Mm, could be, yeah. I guess yellow and green, yeah, kind of gives it away. Yeah, but yeah, that was like the last thing you'd expect to see <laughs> uh, in in like the info box. Yeah, that's one of those funny errors where you Google something and they give you a completely off picture. You know, they've gotten in trouble for that uh, kind of stuff before. Oh well, for putting up the wrong picture, you Google Google something. I put up some something completely unrelated and inappropriate. I love it when that happens, though. It's always hilarious. Yeah. Well, did you see the mystery monolith in Utah? I heard about it. That's so the- <laughs> yeah, if if hell shows up, I'm fucking right off. Yeah. I'm looking at the picture of this, and it doesn't look. Everyone's making this comparison to the Space Odyssey monolith, but it doesn't look like it's the right aspect ratio. I. If it's I, the wrong color, too. Well. Those were black monoliths. They, they were. Well, okay. They, they kept okay, changing they them in production. They were monoliths of color. Excuse me. <laughs> they, originally, they were transparent at, uh, when they were filming Space Odyssey. They, and they built a giant monolith out of plastic, uh, transparent plastic. And they brought it down to the set and uh, set it up. And they had just truckloads of dust they had to put out on a soundstage to make it look like the moon, and they set it up, and they lit it, and then Kubrick walked in and said, looks like shit. Get rid of it and get a black one. 
It, <laughs> nice. You know, the original drafts, it wasn't even a monolith. It was like a pyramid or something, or a crystal. And, you know, so it's evolved. But one of the things that Arthur C. Clarke wrote into it uh, was that the aspect ratio was was fixed. And so it was a one or or uh, every single side of, the, of it was a square of the first integer, uh, first three integers. So the first one was one squared. The second side was two squared. The third side was three squared. And that defined the dimensions. So one by four by nine. And then if that was uh, the progression to three dimensions, the, the speculation that they, they offer in the book is maybe it continues having these uh, squared values into higher dimensions. That was one of the fun things they discussed in the book. Um, but this one looks like just a piece of metal. I don't know. I'm underwhelmed with this. Other than the fact that it looks like a cool photo. Um, yeah, it, it's got to be a prank by somebody. Do Utah have an engineering school? Oh, yeah. And if they don't have... I, it, their schools of... Uh, all I can think of is Colorado School of Mines, actually. That's what's coming to mind. But they have schools there. Yeah. No, but I mean like... I mean like... Uh, I mean like a university that specializes in engineering. Because this totally comes off as like engineering prank. Hmm. You know, like the like the shit that, uh, that the students at MIT would do, a uh, University of Toronto would do. No, I'm not. It's all I can think of is BYU, and I don't think of them as an engineering school. Maybe I, I just don't know anything about them. But no, I'm not yeah, familiar I, with. I them. wouldn't think of them as an engineering school. No. Oh well, we'll see what happens, and it could be. I'm waiting to find out if the people taking the pictures are the ones who set it up, because that's always a possibility. Quite true. Yeah. You could be doing that Jimmy Kimmel thing where you you fake it and then you put it out there and say, "Hey, look what we found." But, oh well, yeah. cool photo. There's a couple other distraction stories we had. Um, yeah, what's what's this thing about? Like, I'm from Ontario. I'm not from Alberta, so I don't know shit about this like moose licking thing. Yeah, don't let the moose you, lick you your got, car. You got to tell me about this. Don't let the moose lick your car. So, uh, in Jasper National Park in Alberta. They had these signs set up on the road, according to the article linked in the show notes, uh, that says, that, you know, these electronic signs on the side of the road, which blink messages at you. And it says, frame one, do not let moose. Frame two, lick your car. And it's alternating between these two. <laughs> and uh, this made the New York Times, apparently. And uh, the bottom line is they're licking the road salt off from people. What happens is people stop their car next to uh, moose. Because they want to get a picture, and the moose will go up and lick the car. And they don't want to do that. They don't want to let people do that because it's dangerous for the moose. It's dangerous for the people. and uh, It's all a pretty straightforward story. But the headline sells it. Why were Canadians okay, that, warned not to let moose lick their cars? Did I tell you to stop licking? Yeah, so yeah. That, that does actually make sense. I mean, moose are majestic creatures, but they're not that clever. But the worst thing is, is they are, they are very dangerous thanks to their, thanks to their mass. Yeah. I mean, a train could hit a moose and the moose will derail the train. <laughs> you ever uh, see one? I've seen some moose before in real life. Oh yeah, of course yeah. I've seen moose. Pull it, walking up on the side of the road. I haven't seen one in years. Walking up the driveway at the cottage. Yeah. 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 Got pictures of them up at the cottage. They'll just wander around and stare at you, and you stare back, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm not finding any food here," and wander down into the swamp. I stared at the moose, and the moose stared back. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like one of those noir things. Yeah, I thought this was I'm, fun. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, uh, I'm thinking like that thing that Nietzsche wrote, right? When you <laughs> stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back into yeah. you. Maybe he was talking about moose. Maybe, maybe moose are the abyss. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, these pictures are really nice, though. I put, uh, I grabbed the picture from the show notes. Actually, I grabbed the wrong one. I should correct that mistake. The one that should be in the show notes is the one of the moose licking the car. We add that in yeah, right that, now. <laughs> that makes sense. There you go. I just put it in. <laughs> yeah. There what you go. have you been watching? Well, I missed Fate Stay Night. Um, you know, oh. I told you I was going to bring it up. Uh, I was going to go to the Heaven's Feel Part 3 movie, and I got locked out of the theater, unfortunately. I missed the show. T- I missed the uh, the entry time by a couple minutes, and they had already locked the doors. And I was willing to oh. walk in, you know, five minutes late, but they had already locked the doors and shut down the whole front of house of the thing, so I couldn't get in, get a, get a ticket at all. Really well, irritating. Just going to have to try again this week. Yeah, well... That's not going to happen because they're not showing it anymore. Uh, the last showing is tonight, and I'm not going there, obviously. So I'm going to have to wait till it comes out on Blu-ray. The, I'm interested to see how the movie plays out. You know, obviously, I already read the story, so I know what happens. But it's a very cool movie series so far from what I've seen. Yeah, and the reason I was late, this is a whole topic in itself. Um, I was at a, a restaurant. Um, I was killing time before the, the show time, and so I... I went over at a little Italian restaurant next to an Ace. Oh, you yeah, know, I'll have a drink and get some lunch after or dinner after work. And they, uh, time came up for me to leave. So I said, okay, here's my check here. I trip, put it on my card and uh, my card was declined. I Ooh. said, oh, come on. I knew, and you know, I know it's, it's a credit card. I usually carry cash and I almost always pay with cash. But for some reason today, I didn't have, uh, I didn't have enough on me and it was the only card I had because I had left some, for other reasons I had left everything at home and so I had to go take care of that so I had to like talk to the guy okay I've got to go home and get another card or something and get some cash and come back and pay you so I had to do a, a whole loop around and that's why I was a couple minutes late for the movie it turns out the reason that my card didn't work is because MasterCard and I presume Visa because this happened with another card that I had had some kind of hack so when I went through my mail, they had a letter that said, because my card didn't expire, and there's money in the account, yeah. it's a checking card. And it, even if there wasn't, I have, I pay that stupid uh, fee to get overdraft protection, so if even if there wasn't money in the account, they should, for free, be able to make a little transfer on my behalf. And uh, what happened was someone like Target or Walmart or, I'm almost thinking it was PayPal, um, they don't disclose who it was. They say, hey, we got notice, uh, notification from one of these vendors that their entire credit card database was compromised and your card was in it. And uh, so we're, what we're going to do is turn off your credit card. We're just going to disable all these numbers. And uh, when so you're all your, basically all of your bills are about to bounce. Good luck. Have fun. We'll send you a new card in the mail. So look out for that. And uh, I did get the new card today, but it's like a day late. Good so, Lord. Yeah. The postals. I, I almost blame the postal service. I was trying to mail some uh, important documents around, so I paid for a USPS two-day post, um, and I think it took seven days to get there. It was about seven days to get it mailed back to, but with the two-day post, so it's like, eh, jeez, come on. But I think it might have been. I, I don't want to speculate too much, but I was trying to think about what do I use these. It happened to one of my cards, which was a MasterCard. The other one was a Visa. And I was trying to think, where do I use both of them? Because I have different bills on different cards. And I think PayPal is the only place that I've used both. 
to either PayPal or um, the only other thing I've done with them is I've paid a credit card bill with them recently. So I said, well, it could have been like Chase. So I don't know. They won't tell you. The company that got compromised has not made a public statement. Um, no one knows who they are. And so you don't, as a, you know, a uh, customer, you don't have the choice of saying, oh, you know, Target lost uh, all of my personal information again. Maybe I just won't shop there. Well, they don't want that to happen. And so they didn't tell anyone. They just told the card vendors that it happened and said, well, that's good enough. The card vendors will, will reissue the cards and, and, you know, no one really needs to know that we fucked up. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. And so I missed my fucking movie. Bottom of the line. Yeah. And I need a Bud Light with a lime for that. Ugh. It's really annoying. I can imagine. And so carry cash. Pay with cash whenever you can. It's there, There's something that's been running through my head where he's, you know what would be a good thing to nationalize if we're going to nationalize an industry? Nationalize the payment card industry. Jeez. Oh, God, yeah, that, Those... no, like, they're, no, no, man, <laughs> That's no. never gonna happen, They're right? the last people <laughs> who should ever be nationalized. Yeah, let's make sure that every single fucking transaction that happens ends up going through the government. It already does. That could never go wrong. It already does. And the, yeah, the, not, the difference is... Not in a way that the government can, can stop your transactions, only in a way that they can track them. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I think it already does. They already have uh, access to all of those uh, records if they want them, it seems like. so. Yeah, well, the thing is, again, like, that's all after-the-fact sort of thing, for one thing. And no, it's it's even pre- Like, when you open an account, you have to sign a bunch of documents for the... Um, oh, geez, what is it? It's based on the Patriot Act. Um, like, you can't even open a bank account without notifying the government now. Since some time ago, I don't know. It's really annoying. It's not just go to the bank, you know, there's other paperwork that you have to file and say, hey, I'm going to prove who I am. I'm not a terrorist. Yeah, I know that shit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well. But, but I mean, meanwhile, like, these I guys... I don't want to see, like, a government taking over Visa or MasterCard well, you don't, or PayPal or anything like that. You don't, because it's not your government. I, then again, I, I don't know if I'd want Canada to, to take it. I don't, I'm not... The I thing don't think is, you Visa Washington really take care, take over all of that. I mean, Visa and all Mastercard. You need, all you need is like the election to actually go for Biden. <laughs> Suddenly, everybody who's to the right of Stalin can't buy or sell anything anymore because the government won't let them. Well, right now you can't buy or sell anything anymore because Visa and Mastercard won't let you. At least you have some protections. Meanwhile, these guys are making trillions of dollars off the backs of normal people just in payment processing fees, which it, it, if there was a, an argument to make for nationalizing an industry, I think you can build one around the idea of taking payment cards and saying, hey, you know what, this is something that if we're really going to digital money, we're not going to let private companies get between it. It's either the government or nothing. Well, we're all going to hell. I just wish that... Uh... We could use a Bitcoin, obviously. <laughs> it's more of a value store than an actual transaction platform like the original intent was. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I'm kind of excited about this podcasting 2.0 thing. If it goes the way they say it's going to go, um, it might be worth yeah. setting up a, a lightning node or, or uh, I don't know, just seeing if that I mean, it goes yeah. anywhere. I don't know. Anyway, let's stop being the poor man's grumpy old Ben's and uh, talk some more anime. <clears throat> oh, I was going to bring up... Uh, I didn't have any other anime. I didn't really... I watched uh, Journey of Elena. 
one more yep. episode. But I was You're still you're still way behind me, aren't you? Yeah, let me take a peek at what the last one was. It was uh I think I watched episode 5 and I get 6 and 7 on deck, but I only watch 5. Yeah. Hair is a girl's life, just so you know. And somebody's going around taking lives. Hmm. That's all I'm going to tell you about the latest episode. <laughs> oh, no, I will tell you one other thing. Creepy fucking dolls. Creepy Good Lord. dolls. Creepy dolls. Hey, you know, Strikewood just had some creepy dolls in it. Yeah? Yeah, They uh, so they had a story where they had a... Like those creepy bisque dolls? Like a... Mm, what do they call that? The uh, that ancient artifact where it's a a figure of a woman, but she's fat and has big boobs. What's it called? The um... Venus of something. Yeah. So they find that, but it's a cursed doll. That what happens is it curses. It... It's so hard to describe. It makes their boobs bigger, and also makes them dumb and turns them brainwashes them and turns them into big booby zombies. And that's the entire plot of. Strike Witches episode, I don't know, the six or seven. Like, hold geez. on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that they become... Bimbos. Big titty anime bitches. Yes. All I need in life right now is a big titty anime bitch. <laughs> well, Strike Witches is your place. Sweet. Yeah. Now, actually, it was a little underwhelming because they had... They had better episodes that were just com complete garbage. Like there's there's no value to this at all. You're just watching it because there's, it's uh, it's like uh you know the hot springs episodes or something like. That. There's nothing else going on but girls on the screen, girls on film. Who did that song? Uh, that was Duran Duran. Duran Duran, yeah, that was it. But speaking of Duran Duran, you know they did Duran a Duran. Bond. They did a Bond theme too, right? Yeah, uh, View to a Kill. Yeah. Yeah. With Max Zorin, who is, like, gotta be one of my favorite Bond villains. I don't, Not just because he was played by Christopher Walken, but, like, the idea of causing, like, Silicon Valley to uh, fall into the sea. I mean, with the way things have been going <laughs> lately, that really sounds like a good idea. Jeez. I don't even remember <laughs> View to a Kill. I'm sure I've seen it. I don't remember how anything about it. I remember that he had a uh, he had a blimp with a boardroom in it, and he could press a button and drop people <laughs> from the, from the boardroom table into the ocean. Yeah. Okay. That's that's ringing a bell. Oh boy. I we used to have um, what was it? You only live twice on uh, VHS, and so I watched that one a bunch of times. Had a nice theme song on on that one too. They all do, but this one was Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, uh, you only live twice, or so it seems. Good stuff. Any idea where that yeah. franchise is these days? I know they keep casting a Bond movie, the different James Bonds. Now it seems like every Not once a in a while. For, yeah. For, I mean, like the last the last Bond films I were interested in, back when Pierce Brosnan was still <laughs> uh, playing Bond. Gold was he, and he was in Goldeneye, and he was in uh, the one after, I think. Oh. He was in four of them. There's Goldeneye. There was that. There was that one with the media mogul who who looked like Steve Jobs. There was uh, the world is not enough. The world is not enough. That and was the one I was, was thinking of. Die another day. Die another day. Yeah, that was another one too. Yeah. I didn't see that one though. Yeah, I never saw it either. On a, the newest Bond film that I've watched has been uh, a view, not a view to the. 
stupid brain stop not working <laughs> was uh was the world is not enough the world is not enough you know th that was garbage who did the theme there hmm i don't know the song at all no it, it was a it played it got some good airtime on, on the alternative station back in the day i liked um the skyfall theme I never saw the movie, but I saw the opening theme for it on YouTube like seven or eight times because I kept watching it. It's really good animation. <laughs> the song is great. fits perfectly. It, they've gone a long way since the original. Like if you go back to um, like You Only Live Twice, it's a lot of, well, we shot, uh, you know, the shadow of an actress um, with, you know, from behind. So you see just shadows on the screen and they have some funny effects with bubbles and lighting and, and uh, you know, some yeah, pretty really simple, curves. Pr yeah, pr practical effects is what they do, and they have a lot of lighting and 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 stuff where they play between shadow. But everything that they actually film, they uh, well, they actually filmed it. And now, when you watch the James Bond, if you go watch uh, like that intro for uh, for uh, I just said the name, jeez, I, it's this Bud Light Lime is ruining my brain for uh, Skyfall. It's all CG, even James Bond in it's. You can tell it's a it's a uh, model of him. It's not even the actor. Yeah, which is cool because they can do more things. Like there's a lot of weird perspective changes that they can do in in that kind of environment. In you know the digital filming. Uh, yeah, but there's some there's something really to be said for for that classic sort of uh, sort of way of doing it. Yeah. Well, speaking of photography, um, there was a. Something we rail about, which is popular science. Uh, this time, the culprit was popular mechanics. Um, had a uh, there was an award-winning photo of a single atom. So I heard. Yeah, and, and yet, and yet, well, the the garbage story. This the story here is really how bad the popular mechanics article is. The picture's really nice. I have it. I have it in the show notes. Have you been able to see that? Is oh, this... I've seen the picture. Of course, it was everywhere. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so the way that they did this is they had a ion trap and they suspended some... I forget what it was. It was some... Uh, I think it was strontium. some metal. Yeah, what was it? I'm looking at the article. A strontium atom. Yeah. And so they got one of them in uh, exactly how they determined that they only had one of them in there. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's... With the ion trap, there's some way to determine that. But they uh, they got it held still, and they shot a laser at it. And it turns out that they could get enough energy onto it that it started spitting out photons. And they did a long exposure with the camera. And so you're not, like the dot you see in the picture is not an atom. What you're seeing is the long exposure of light being re-scattered by an atom. Yeah. Uh, but it still looks cool. And you can see there's some central intensity to it. But it's a little bit... Um, if you look at the edges, you know, it kind of bleeds from white into this purple color that everything that everything is. So it's an interesting spot to look at. You know, it's not like a single dot. It's like a, a spread out uh, area. So I don't know. I thought the picture was cool. But then if you go and look at popular mechanics, they say atoms are really small. So small, in fact, it's impossible to see one with the naked eye. Yeah, thanks. Popular mechanics. Geniuses. They say even uh, yeah. with the most powerful microscopes. But now a photograph shows a single atom and is large enough to see without any kind of microscope, which is not exactly true. They had to do a long exposure. No, it's not, it's not, 
is not even technically true. I wouldn't say it's not exactly true. You're not actually seeing the atom in this at all. You're seeing you're seeing the photons emitted by it thanks to shooting the lasers at it. Well, that's how you see everything, though. Okay, fair enough. Everything is photons that are scattered from something. Somehow there's energy got to, you know, this can on my desk, and it got rescattered out and collimate, recollected by my eyes, and now it shows up as impulses in my brain. So if you go there, yeah, you're not really seeing an atom. You're seeing a representation of an atom. But, you know, even if I cross my eyes and, and everything in front of me gets blurry, I'm still seeing it, you know, just because I'm not seeing it in its exact shape doesn't mean I'm not seeing it in, uh, in any capacity. But, you know, the, the kicker at the end of the popular mechanics was science is badass. Let's nerd out over this together, is what they wrote at the oh, bottom. Oh, God. It's like, yeah, geez. But instead of popular that... Popular mechanics blinded me with science. Yeah. I actually got the National Post article, and I read a couple different ones. And this one was actually the best um, description of it where it has the photograph, it has some good technical information about how what the ion trap is and exactly how they took the photo. They have an interview and some comments from the guy who took it. It's a And it, it's actually from around the time that it actually happened almost 3 years ago. Oh yeah. Up yeah, last updated 2 years over ago. Over 2 and a half years ago. Yeah. Well, it's another throwaway story. It's the first time I saw it. It's really cool, you know, it, the guy got a pretty good idea. He said, oh, this would make a good picture, and he, he, the way he describes it, he did some napkin calculations and said, well, you know, it looks like I can get enough light into a camera this way uh, that I can make a dot appear. And so he came up with a plan, and he did it on a Sunday, so he says, and get a pretty cool picture out of it. Yeah. So that's always fun, you know, respect for that kind of thing. Definitely. Good, good lab skills are good to have. It's just mm -hmm. a shame the reporting on it is so, such garbage. Well, what do you expect from the mainstream media? They're always pandering to the lowest common denominator. Mm. Well, almost always. I mean, I'm a, I'm actually surprised at the uh, at the level of quality of the reporting on this out of the National Post because uh, I mean, the National Post is such a is such a weird newspaper in a country in a country that is generally pretty uh, like idiot progressive and where and where like there's been no real conservative paper of record for decades it pops it pops up and actually survives in one form or another since since its founding and hasn't really dumbed itself down all that much to maintain its readership Me meanwhile most of, most of the conservative uh Papers in Canada before National Post were just tabloids, like uh, like the Toronto Sun and similar papers. Uh, by by what is now now I believe it's the same ownership as the National Post now, but back back in the day it was like they had their own they had their own chain. It was originally a bunch of uh, bunch of journalists from a defunct Toronto newspaper. And they just kept publishing the new tabloid uh, conservative paper with the sunshine girl. And that was enough to, to spread them out to make uh, similar papers across the country. But it was never, the sun has never been anything close to high class. Hmm. Whereas National Post 
has tried to be that way and has more or less succeeded at it. That's probably why I actually like the National Post a lot more than any of the other papers we've got up here. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh, headlines right now. It looks... You so, there's a lot of printed editions. Yeah. Oh, well, our local newspaper is the Baltimore Sun, and that one's been hit or miss for me. Uh, sometimes when you go there, they have good reporting on local stories, but then as soon as you get into the national level, they just go, like, full idiot. Yeah, well, that's because, that's because Baltimore isn't considered, like, a national-level city, really. Yeah, it's, it's not, not even... It's not New York or Los Angeles. It's not even it's not even the same level it seems as like Seattle. Mm. Well, it's not even owned by there's a it's not owned by anyone in Baltimore. It's something that got sold to um it's the same company that does like the New York Daily News and I'm spacing on the name right now. But there's a movement they call Save Our Sun with they they want to buy the Baltimore Sun back from the the holding company that, which is just a company that collects a bunch of different newspapers. Like it's a it's a company that just has um, ownership of like newspapers in Pennsylvania, newspapers here and there, and they want to buy it back and have it uh, have it be a local, locally owned and operated uh, newspaper again. So I guess I good luck to them. I think that's for the best. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these like media news, these newspaper conglomerates, right, where they're just like trying to have a finger in every in every market mm. they're they're not there to to even like do the news they're there to just make a quick buck for for investors coming in and out yeah they don't care about they don't care about the papers themselves or the people who work for them or about journalism it's like they're they're as low as they're as low if not lower as like the big five uh, m5m companies <laughs> They're they're just they're just vultures, you know. They're like they're like those they're like those companies back in the eighties that existed simply to buy up other companies and slice them, dice them, and sell off the parts. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how that's how I see them. They're vultures, motherfucking vultures. Yeah, I don't yeah, don't even call them don't even call those like journalism or media companies. They're just they're just investment vehicles. Oh shit! Anyway, let, holy let's, crap! Let's... I was on Baltimore what? Sun. I just got breaking news. Oh, oh my god! What happened? McCormick and Company plans to acquire Cholula Hot Sauce in an eight hundred million dollar deal. Holy crap! McCormick, I've heard that name. They um they make spices uh, or they package spices like oregano and you know uh, garlic and you know it's it's a spice rack kind of company. Where they, if you go into a supermarket, you'll see McCormick seasonings for for all the different. Um, varieties of spices you might find in a grocery store. That's a brand for that. And they also have their different mixtures, like the McCormick Steaks seasoning, you know. Um, they're a very... Mm, if you were a chef, I don't think you'd cook with McCormick. It's like very mid to low grade is what I understand. I don't use it because I think everything they have is just filled with sodium. <laughs> um, oh, here's why I know of but, them. They own Frank's Red Hot and French's. Yeah, their motto is the taste you trust, and they used to have commercials. McCormick, the taste you trust. Shit, they bought Cholula. Cholula is a fucking great hot sauce, um, especially the green pepper sauce, which is my favorite. I actually have like a gallon of this shit over in my uh, my pantry. Man, <laughs> I don't eat eggs without Cholula hot sauce on it any, anymore, especially the green stuff. 
It's a green pepper sauce. It's amazing. And I had this special order. You couldn't buy it in the... Gro they stock it in the grocery stores in New Hampshire, which is funny, but they don't stock it in uh, the Baltimore area grocery stores. So I had to buy it from fucking Amazon. <laughs> and so I bought like a restaurant box of the... Uh, it's like a giant big... Uh, like a gallon jug of it. And I put... And so I, had, I bought little containers so I could pour it into my own little uh, uh, custom container so I could use it. But man, Cholula. Jeez, this is... I think this is terrible. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll get it in the stores. Maybe they'll push the uh, they'll push it out so we can actually get Cholula Green inside uh, inside my supermarket. Wow, Baltimore Sun breaking news. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. They they have uh, they know what I care have, about. Yeah. <laughs> they got the news you need. What was that? I they stepped got the news you. you need. Yeah, yeah. the news uh, that's everything I need to know. <laughs> oh boy. I'm all excited for American Thanksgiving. It's coming up uh, two days from now. It's Thursday. Yeah, turkey time. Turkey time. I'm going to get turkey and whatever else is there. Presume Meanwhile, the I'm going to be just slaving away Thursday and Friday like uh, like all us Canadian chumps do up here. Well, you already had your Thanksgiving. Yeah, our Thanksgiving's on a fucking Monday. It's not on a Thursday. If it was a Thursday and we could have like pretty much like half a week off right that would be pretty cool yeah i'm taking but, a whole week uh, off usually you get the normally you will get thanksgiving off and then that's a paid holiday and usually the day after thanksgiving is also a paid holiday so you'll get the thursday then you also get the friday off so it's a yeah, guaranteed like, four-day weekend you get like four days four-day weekend here we get a we get a three-day weekend Sure, Thanksgiving is uh, th Thanksgiving's a statutory holiday here too. Ours is right, but it's only a three day. It's only a three day weekend, <laughs> and it's too early to go like crazy shopping and have deals and stuff. Oh, you were we bragging about it's so much better to have Thanksgiving in October because there's that's no snow. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why. But and now it's bad. If you it could be shop. on a if it could be on a Thursday. So that we'd have like a big ass shopping Friday <laughs> to follow it, right? I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying we got to move our Thanksgiving to match yours. We just have to move it like <laughs> a, a couple of days later from where it is, so we have like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, just in October when it's still like kind of warm, rather than rather than in November where I've got fucking snow out in the yard as we speak. Jeez, you know I mean, <laughs> the details. The grass details. is always greener or something. What the fuck? The Whatever. turkey's always toastier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on someone else's plate. Turkey's tastier on someone else's plate. So they say. The uh, yeah, the stuffing's all the stuffing's always tastier on someone else's plate. There's only so that? much my banana can take. <laughs> wow! Wow! Man, oh, I've actually heard. A cut down version of that clip on uh, on Hog Story. So I guess Fletcher found this as well. Which one? The hot banana? The wow. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I know wow, but what's it from? I have no idea. I just found it on soundboard site. Hmm. Same, same with the same with the big titty anime bitch one. Oh jeez. Yeah, and he's stealing our fucking beat, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And of all the stop, shows you stop did... Stop paying the hentai clips, Fletcher. That's our gig. Jeez. And of course, 
He had to pick like the worst fight. What was he? Monster Masame or something? Come on. It's not. It's not a bad show though, but it's not ah, hentai. You, it's it's a bit etchy, but it but it's it's like a almost generic harem rom com. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just that it, the girls happen to be monster girls this time around. Yeah. And it, it's, I don't know, it just seemed like a lame way to do it. Come on, you gotta get, get in uh, uh, Night Shift Nurses or something. You gotta yeah, go. <laughs> Legend of the Overfiend. Give us some Legend of the Overfiend, Fletcher. I, I was really, I was really trying Here's to find. classic hentai. I was trying to get a dubbed version of La Blue Girl, the original one, and I couldn't fucking find one on the internet, so I was skipped out on those clips. You know what that one was, right? I wonder, yeah. La Blue yeah. Girl? I wonder if there's uh, I wonder if there's dubs of cool devices. Cool devices. I believe a couple of cool devices <laughs> episodes are actually banned here in Canada. Oh jeez, that's how you know they're good. There's only so much my banana can take. What else could we get? Well, it, we could be we could be Australia and like everything with big titties being banned mm. or small titties or any anything that offends the sensibility of the queen it seems, right? Queen, come on. Goddamn Australian kangaroo fuckers can't have anything fun there. Yeah, I was I saw something that made me re, uh, think of Gary the Goat the other day. Oh. Do you remember Gary the Goat? No, I do not know of Gary the Goat. <laughs> Gary the Goat. You'll have to fill me in. Gary the Goat was a YouTube channel where it was a guy from the outback. It's literally in the outback. There's fucking nothing. It's him and his car and Gary the goat. Oh, you can't get up. Catch you. Catch up with the car, Gary. And he just just film himself. It was Gary the goat and he had a sheep. Um, I forget the sheep's name and he had another. Kevin the cunt was another goat that he had. And he would just post videos, YouTube videos of him talking to his livestock. And driving around town with the uh or there's no town it's like driving down a road that never seems to it goes horizon to horizon be, before him and behind them you know there's nothing there and uh just him talking to his goat and that was the whole fucking show and so actually i gotta <laughs> he would talk it, it was let me get a clip of it so i think this will come through the playout system i'm on youtube now let's see if it actually plays mm, good your own piss is always the best and great for survival situations. Plus, if everyone drank their own piss every morning, the medical industry would collapse. And so would the fucking money needed for tax revenue to support it. Fuck, guys. I've been trying fuck? to dig the vagina out. <laughs> and you wouldn't fucking believe it, mate. His, his truck's stuck in the mud. Oh, fucking bog. Look at that. His How boot's stuck in the mud. Get that out. I guess. <laughs> Instead of digging our way out, he's 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 there with his van in the middle of uh like red dirt, uh Australian outback. And he has Gary the goat standing next to him. So Gary the goat's the good goat, and then he Kevin the cunt's the bad goat. Jeez. Oh, and Bob, that was it. Barbara, Barbara the sheep. He's just talking to his sheep and goats all day, man. Yeah, it was real sad. I think uh, the goat died. It was, it, it was a thing I was watching for a very long time, and eventually, you know, the, the goat died, and he said, Well, I couldn't bring myself to eat him, Gary the goat. But I did have him skinned. There he is. He's up on the shed. And they had... So he had the goat skinned. And uh, that was the end of the channel. That was the, the last thing I saw of him. All he right, was millions. Gary the goat. Yeah. I didn't know you. He, was, he had millions and millions of views of just bullshit that he had on Twitter. It was mostly him talking to his goat. Gary the Goat. Oh, look, he has 106... Well, he only has 161,000 subscribers, man. 
GaryTheGoat.tv. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. What else do we have for throwaway bullshit? I don't know. We got plenty of throwaway bullshit, don't we? Yeah. Oh, I got one. Uh, for... Oh, well, go, go ahead. Yeah, here's, here's something, right? That you pointed out to me when we were, like, post-show. Uh, we ended up discussing post-show after last episode. Dig still fucking exists. Yeah! And I'm the only one who reads it. <laughs> yeah, it seems so. Yeah, so I used to read Reddit because Dig sucked, and then uh, whenever whenever we moved from Reddit, uh, I'm sorry, moved from uh, Dig to Reddit, then Reddit sucked, and so I went back to Dig. And uh, the thing you need to know about it is it's not Dig.com like when Kevin Rose ran it. It's not even a, a website where you vote on news stories. Right now, it is a well, let's see what's on there. It's just a curated front page that has you know entertainment stories like crap yeah. you might find on uh, on reddit but it's not always it's not a mirror of the front page of reddit it has a lot of news stories and um like stupid things like cat videos but it's actually a pretty decent well right now they have way too many fucking politics on they used to not have any political crap on here and it was just a page where it was it, it was always safe for work so you could look at it at work and, you know, didn't have to worry about something you didn't want to see showing up. And it, it was just generally good. I used to email um, one of the guys who was editing it. Uh, and so we went back and forth a couple times. And if you look, it, it's so sad. You know, Dig used to be this giant website. Now you look at these car, you know, we, there, there's some new post. It has one dig. Oh, here's a big one. It has 500 digs. You know, that was the biggest one. Here's when you go down the list, there's almost no one going on to this site. So, yeah, I, I swear by it. I think it's a pretty good site to check out. I remember when it looked all ugly, but uh, but had like fun labels and stuff on stuff. And now it just looks like generic magazine website. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like wired, but without the like without stupid baggage, the, without all the uh, without all the bug man uh, fantasy gear. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, dig used to be kind of fun. I remember when they had uh what was it? The HD DVD uh, private key for authoring HD DVDs got leaked. Yeah, kept that cutting was it off. that was fucking wild. Yeah, I remember because I was working. Uh, I was working at a microwave lab in New Hampshire at the time, I was doing the radio and test they, and stuff. They, and that, like, that's we were listening to those fucking they kept songs. Trying to ban it, and like within twenty four hours, they they gave up. Oh yeah, everybody was just like spamming the whole site with the uh, with the number. It, it, people were writing songs about where the lyrics were uh, the hexadecimal, the the hexadecimal uh, representation of that key. So it was like one D. I want you to be just like me, you know. And they singing along with a guitar, and, and they actually. I remember there was like a color bar flag where where each of the <laughs> where each of the colors ended up being like an RGB triplet of parts of the number. If you went from left to right and then appended the appended the hexadecimal numbers there at the end, right, as like a bitstream, you have it. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have it at all. In fact, I've lost it. <gasps> I oh, know no. I've lost it. I know now that I can kill. But yeah, this Im <laughs> it's on the illegal number or... It used to be on the illegal number page on uh, on Wikipedia. Oh, jeez. Or is it? I'm not seeing it because... Uh, they deleted it. 
yeah, it's too it's illegal. On the, <laughs> it's on the AACS encryption key controversy page now. Uh, boy. The free speech flag, and it's like five five color bars. And if you take if you take the RGB triplets of each of those color bars, in in order, and then put a put a C zero at the end, then you've got the you've got the key. And now with this, you can author an HD DVD. Congratulations. Or a Blu-ray disc back in the day until they like. Well, they're still releasing more processing keys. There was a there's a few more that ended up getting released back last year. Yeah. Well, now what they they have in the players is uh oh geez they they encode this um waveform in the audio when they when they play sound uh, through a movie. So you can't do a cam rip from a, a regular movie theater and then burn a Blu-ray disc or a DVD with it. Because the Blu-ray players will detect the signature they encode in the audio and say, "Oh, this is unauthorized to play back." They yeah, have all kinds of other same, things. It's the same sort of shit as like the the invisible dots that printers put on paper. Yeah, and the thing that I didn't here's what I learned when I was doing some research on that is, you think, "Oh, well, this code we can just figure out what this code is and uh, either demodulate it from the signal or get rid of it somehow," but they actually have a way to update the firmware on your uh, DVD player and update the uh, the uh, the version of this anti-piracy system. And it's baked into, if you buy a commercial Blu-ray disc, it will have firmware on it that when you put it in your player and it loads and plays your movie, it'll actually update the, uh, the code inside your system without telling you. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, well, that's a little pro tip, I guess. Yeah. Don't buy DVDs. Just download what the pirates have already been able to rip from them. Because mm. fuck that bullshit. That's really annoying. You know we're... this is also this is also why even if even if I have like uh, even if I have like say a cable box or a DVD or Blu-ray player that can be connected to the network, I won't do so. Yeah. Fuck if it if it's my own hardware, I'll fucking thermite the. Uh, I'll fucking thermite the Ethernet port on the back. If it's got a, if it's got like a Wi-Fi module inside, I'll fucking cut it out. Cause that's all bullshit. I don't need them fucking bugging my house like that. I'll do that myself if I want it. Yeah. And once again, and once again, we're becoming the poor man's grumpy old Ben's. Sorry, Darren. Sorry, Ryan. We're we're not intentionally trying to step into your beat. I am. I apologize for nothing. There's only so much my banana can take. <laughs> Here's one for you. Let's see if I can get some sound on this. Maybe I can't. Ah! Always allow audio. Here we go. Refresh. What do you think about that? Oh man, that takes me back. Oh, boy. Back to a world of, like, HTML 3.2 <laughs> and MIDI files and animated GIFs. Yep. This is copyright 1997. Hampton at hamsterdance.com. Jeez Louise. The website looks a little different. I don't know. I can't tell if it's, um, I'm misremembering it. I remember some of these hamsters are the same. Uh, I you know, it might be the exact same website it was back then. Oh, well. 
It's one of those. Yeah, apparently, apparently the only the only change for this version that I found is just adding in the bit, adding in like a bit of explanatory text at the bottom, and just updating how the how the audio is embedded. Yeah, because apparently they did it in a much different way back then. I mean, you actually had like. I believe there was actually like an attribute on the body tag that you could use to set like background audio on a page. And well, they realized that probably wasn't the best idea. Yeah. It's one of those old websites that keeps kicking. Yeah. And those some of them are going the the way of the dinosaur, so we got to keep uh I'm going to give them some more hits. I'm going to listen to Hamster Dance uh, a little later tonight. I'll just put it on loop and fall asleep with headphones on. Well, did you did you hear that uh did you hear that archive.org is now starting to like emulate flash for for old flash content that's been archived in the Wayback Machine? No, I didn't I was waiting for something similar to happen, but I happening. did not hear. Oh, that's cool. It's happening. So I can play all those Newgrounds games that I used to like. Well, Newgrounds actually puts out their own uh their own Adobe Air-based uh, player for for the stuff that's on their site. That bullshit is not the same. No, it's... I suppose not. But ne- <laughs> neither is neither is this that uh, that uh, Archive.org is doing. Yeah. Well, what are and what are they right doing now? Precisely? It doesn't even it doesn't even support everything. But it gives you it gives you some of the uh, some of the classic uh, some of the classic flashes like Lotuma Girl. I see that. Yeah, and and caramel dancing, and of course, uh, uh, of course, like the old Homestar Runner stuff. Star Runner, caramel dancing. That was um, geez, what was it? What was the name of that? Uh, it was a visual novel that was based off. It was the anime adaptation of a visual novel, and I used to Popotan. That was it. Yeah, Popotan, which never got translated. Still, I think maybe the anime did. The visual novel never was. It was one of those out there, especially after how popular it was. I oh, there's uh, some other really popular Flash stuff. Like, remember Nanaka Crash? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was another visual novel spinoff. Yeah, yeah and, so, and so was the spinoff of it, uh, Katawa Crash. Katawa Crash, yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. So Nanaka Crash was, uh, it was one of those... You launch your yourself by setting an angle and velocity, almost like it's a. So you set up with your first parabolic arc um, by choosing. I think you click the mouse um, to choose the direction, and you hold it long uh, for a period to choose the uh, the velocity that you launch with. And then Nanaka smashes into your character on her bike and knocks you way up in, into the sky. And the point of the game is you tumble out and you keep bouncing down the road. For the point is to try and get the most distance. And you can bump into other characters and stuff and uh, try and uh, get a boost, or sometimes you hit characters and then you have to stop. And It's a yeah, pretty, so pretty entertaining game. Un- unless, unless she's got a special, uh, there's, the one, there's, the one, uh, there's the one girl that if you hit her, it's a complete stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was based on cross-channel characters. Yes. Yeah. And cross-channel, that was a fun one i always like cross channel a little I, more than everyone else i know i art- tried to get into it and and honestly i just couldn't connect with it it just i think it was the radio i'm a sucker for any anime or visual novel that has it so they were in the broadcasting club and of course i'm into this 
Yeah. So that helped me. You, uh, you've got you've it. got your license, right? No, no, I don't do commercial uh, amateur anything. Ah. Uh, Professional so, so you're baby. Not, you're not. You're not like. You're not hamming it up with uh, with Adam when we're off the show. No, I, I don't, I'm not a ham. I've done experimental radio, but that was with like a experimental radio license. You know, it, it wasn't with yeah. a ham license. It was actual. You know, my real job stuff. Oh well, that's a bunch of bullshit too. That was like trying to get grants from the FCC. Oh, we got to test uh, something, so we got to have. Uh, you need to give us some spectrum so we can accomplish. This is here. Here's what we need to do and. So we had sponsors, and even when you got approval, there's always the FAAs bitching at you, and, well, okay, you can transmit, but you have to call these 500 phone numbers first and make sure that they're okay with it. Okay. Such is life. C'est la vie. Yeah. And they paid a lawyer to make those phone calls, probably like fucking $500 an hour. Call up all the airports. Yeah. There was a story with one of those where they said, oh, you know, they're... They had to call like an airport. Uh, this wasn't even a project I was on. It was a project a coworker of mine was on. They said, "Yeah, we're going to be broadcasting, and so here's everyone you have to call." And they had to like call someone in like fucking Florida, <laughs> and so they called us. Yeah, we were going to broadcast. Where are you? Uh, it, he gave them. They were somewhere in the West. They were in like California or uh, Nevada or something. And he goes, "Why are you calling me?" Is what the guy at the other end said. What are you doing? Why are you calling me? I don't care what you do. We're two thousand miles away. And he goes, no, we're legally required, though. Jeez. That's the, the level it was. Oh, well. Yep. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
no news yet if it's going to happen or not, but I, I was thinking maybe we could do something else in December. Um, I'll tell you after the show. I don't want to say it on the well, show. Well, we've already we've already got a we've already got a guest for next week. Yeah, we have one already. Uh, yeah, Mister. Well, you want to give your you want to give your show's report then? Oh, as, as we get into this. Well, okay. So we've got uh, Grumpy Old Ben's just had their episode uh, one thirteen, titled Mystery Meat, and that was on Monday. And I haven't I I got a couple minutes into that, and I I didn't finish listening yet. Uh, Hog Story Head, episode 133, Dark Fork with Billy Bones, and I finished all of that one. Actually, let's talk about that for a second. That was a fun episode. Yeah, that dropped Friday. Uh, they, had, uh, they had episode 134 yesterday, but I'm not sure if it's been released yet or not. Yeah, I don't think it, it has. It is not. Um, the last episode uh-huh. they have posted is Friday. It's because we, uh, we're recording a day early, and so usually they'd have an episode out. Uh, they'll, they'll probably have it up by, by the time we're done with this. That was fun. Uh, I like listening to Billy Bones on that show. He's an interesting guy. He is. Good topics. It was, it was pretty nice getting to listen to him and and hearing the guy who stole my voice. Hmm. Although he talks a lot more calmly than I do. Yeah. And f- apparent, Fletcher said But then again, apparently I, I stole Bill Gates' voice. Uh, Billy Bones stole my voice. I mean... Yeah. I get, I bet someday somebody will steal his voice. The only thing That's I've ever just how it goes. The only thing I've ever stolen was someone's nose. Oh, the poor kid. <laughs> yeah, apparently got Fletcher got Fle- your wallet. <laughs> Fletcher had uh, worked at a radio station. I didn't know that. He said that on his show. Yeah. He said ah, it's all coming into focus. Yeah. He's got a vo- he's got a voice for radio. Yeah. He didn't say if he was on the air. He said he was wor- he was uh, working at a place like that though. So we'll see. But it's uh, when you hear him and even Darren O'Neill, I know he has some experience with radio. Um, there's a lot of people who would volunteer to be on a radio station, you know, or, or, or do it just because they love it. A lot of podcasting. Yep. I mean, even us. We, why do we have this call right now? It's because we want to talk to each other. It's it's fun. You know, it's a. And it's enjoyable sharing it with others. Yeah, it, it's worthwhile too. You know, I like getting on the the call with you. The I uh, like getting on the call with you too. <laughs> oh, we're best now friends everybody now. Everybody, hug and share a secret. <laughs> There's only so much my banana can take. Yeah. No. There was a radio station I that came up on. Oh, geez, I think it was on Hog Story. It was WFMU, which was an all volunteer independent radio station in. Uh, they're actually based in New Jersey, but I found them when I was driving through New York. NPR? They are not NPR. What's the opposite they of NPR? Not NPR. Yeah, they're actually independent, and they they're actually not, don't have advertisers. independent and volunteer. They're volunteer. Nice. They don't make shit for money. Um, I, I was able to email and talk to the station manager, and he, call, he got back to me. That's, how, that's where they are. And, that's uh, pretty nice. Yeah. I was a- actually I was asking about licensing because they post all of their podcasts online and including podcasts for their morning show they so they have a morning show um, I think it's called Wake and Bake with Clay Pigeon there's a guy Clay Pigeon he comes up and he plays their music including copyrighted music and I was just asking him how do you do the uh, how do you deal with the fact that when you post the MP3 online, you know, that's uh, some people think that's a copyright violation if it has copyrighted music inside. So they have a license to broadcast it over the air, but you still might not be able to post it online. And he, he was telling me, oh, we have this thing set up where we, we call it archival versions. It's not the podcast. 
and uh, they so if you listen to the archival versions, all of the music is intact. And then as sort of a cover your ass mode, they have someone who literally edits a separate version of the show, which is the quote, 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 unquote, podcast version of the show, where they just cut the music out of all the episodes. It's just the in-between of the host. And somehow and that's kind of how uh, that's kind of how the uh, the ongoing history of new music does it. Mm. If you want to hear if you want to hear like the full episodes, you got to catch them when they air on actual radio stations around here or you can grab the podcast where it has like the first 15 and last 15 seconds of the songs being played mm. and if you don't have if you don't have those particular songs already well you're just shit out of luck and a lot of times you might not especially with some episodes because it's like old it's like old one-off recordings and stuff that never got like commercial releases yeah they, the way he was describing it, it sounded like they had a little switcheroo on top, which was, so the podcast version's neutered, but they have, if you call it an archive version, and I don't know, maybe they're going to get sued for it someday, but it, it, it sounds like they had it set up in a way where they could actually post the file online and you could listen to it. And it was the whole show with the music, and but because it was an archival version, then uh, that was uh, a... Uh, legal use of it i don't understand if how that works or it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but they do it and yeah, they, uh, I, I, they haven't I been sued to death yet a lawyer before actually doing it myself yeah it's interesting though interesting conversation it's a nice uh station they do a lot of variety uh in their programming there's a lot of you know alternative music that you'll hear on there let me put it that way stuff that you maybe you didn't know you wanted to hear uh, maybe after you hear it you still don't want to hear it there, there's a it's really fun wfmu i'll give them a plug wfmu wfmu definitely add that to the notes yeah so continuing on with the podcast though oh yeah so well we covered grumpy old ben's and you've covered hog story <laughs> and uh, we've had Nick uh, the rat obviously we can't cover because his show's tomorrow yeah we've got 232 days since the last episode of maps with matt and eight days to go to the next one. Yeah. Kind of. Are we going to do a fast one and, like, have the show theme be his theme song and not tell him? I think because we just, you just said that now while we're, while we're doing our episode. I'm no one listens to this show. He's not going to hear this. He's not even listening. He doesn't oh, he even, does listen. he doesn't even know what we do. I bet you John C. Dvorak <laughs> listens to this show, and he's still waiting for me to give him a written report about uh, Prisma Ilya. <laughs> well, you know what I want to hear? Whose tongue went in first? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Lewd. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to be having Matt on... Uh, I'll be getting back from New Hampshire on the 1st, and so he's on the 2nd, right? Yeah, we're doing we're doing the usual Wednesday show. Yep, yep. So Matt, reach out to me. I want to do a sound check the day before, uh, for just a couple minutes and get make sure microphones are squared away and get your level set. Um, just yeah, probably best to catch him on No Agenda Social or actually actually hang out on Zero Node for a change instead of like popping in and popping out. I don't do any of those things. I know it's a huge responsibility, man. Talk to, what, to 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 lurk on IRC. <laughs> yeah, and to listen to a podcast live. 
it, it's a huge responsibility to listen to a podcast live. Yeah, to leave to... an IRC client running cool. and just like <laughs> walk away and come back later. That's not any sort of responsibility at all. Cold acid will give you my contact information. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, my people will call his people, right? Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> oh, man. So there's something to look forward to. I don't know what we're going to talk about specifically. Do you want to do a show topic? Maybe we can do... Um... We're definitely going to cover some some articles of cartography. Cartography. That, that goes without saying. Should I bring my compass? I don't see why not. Well, Gil, bring, bring my compass. Bring your GPS device. Oh, jeez. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably end up chatting with him a bit about uh, OpenStreetMap. Okay. Yeah, this this is going to be fun. This is a long time coming, and so yeah. uh, and and we can we can torture him or otherwise twist his mind by <laughs> judicious use of uh, anime and hentai clips. Yeah. Oh, actually, you just opened up a can of worms. I need to find something that disgusts oh, I him. Just, I just did. I just <laughs> did. I just like activate your trap card. Or yeah. Something? Hmm. I'm gonna come up with something. Hmm. <laughs> maybe it's not my trap card. Maybe Dad, it's hi. maybe it's not my trap card. Maybe it's my map card. Ooh. Ooh. All right, senpai, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> what? We're done already? Well, I don't know. We got a couple of things. We got Home Alone. Do you see my uh, my post about the Home Alone uh, super fan? This was all over Reddit and some other shit. Some guy had a little statue of. Uh, Kevin McAllister, you know, a little uh, statue of, uh, what's his name, Kevin, um, uh, Home Alone Kid. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. And uh, the wet bandits at his at his house. Constructed entirely by hand. Yeah, yeah. It actually That's looks not, pretty cool. Well, the, the Kevin definitely looks a lot better than, uh, than uh, Harry and Marv. Well, from a distance... Well, let's see. So I'm looking at this picture. I see Kevin is up on the roof with his paint can and his rope, and he's got a gun, pop gun behind yeah, he's his got, back. He's got the, he's got that. We got the wet bandits Merry on the porch. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And if you look really close, there's a certain Chicago Bulls player in the window. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Number 23. Yeah, good old Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> the wet bandits. Oh, my God. That's fun. That is pretty cool. Makes you think of, what are the other cool, really overdone Christmas displays? Like the Wizards of Winter guy was uh, was popular for, for a long time, where he had the song Wizards of Winter um, uh, by whoever did that, uh, the Electric Light Orchestra or something. There they, was a, was that, no, that couldn't have been the one, the light, the light show with uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, that was it. Yeah, and he had his house rigged up with uh, the the timing for all the uh, the light sections would synchronize with the music as he played, as he blasted the Wizards of Winter <laughs> through his speakers. You'd see his Christmas tree go bump, 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 and you know it would all the all the lights would fill in, and then they go, you know, they'd have the uh, the different uh, the different beats how, would, how would about, alternate. How was, about this? This this is something else that I saw in your notes. This god-awful-looking pig couch. The pig couch! Oh my god, the pig couch! There's only so much my banana can take! The pig couch uh, is a crappy 
couch. <laughs> the only well, thing it, interesting it about it... It definitely looks like, it, like a crappy couch. <laughs> it's an art project. It was an art project that was... Uh, it, what's the description? It's a unique pig couch. Must pick up ASAP $250 from Chinatown. <laughs> and they had... Uh, <laughs> Craigslist postings of people trying to sell this pig couch, and it, it was a scam image, so people were posting it saying, yeah, well, um, the uh, article, which is on pando.com, which I've never heard of, so I don't know if I should endorse them or, or denounce them, uh, had the story of someone's investigation into the pig couch, where they noticed on Craigslist there was someone selling a pig couch in New York City, and then they looked around and they found out there were people posting the same image of the same pig couch all over the place. So obviously this is a scam posting. And actually went and started texting the uh, the seller. And the uh, the way that they were uh, they were talking to him, they, they kept getting responses from the, uh, the scammer. It, it basically said, uh, you know, every every excuse under the sun uh, but what what it came down to was he said, well, uh, my girlfriend didn't like that I that I wasn't a vegan and so had uh, made a bunch of posts with my phone number on it or something like that. It's this really convoluted story that's probably apocryphal. But the whole thing is uh, it's funny because the pig couch, just the photograph of this thing, you've got to see it. It's like a it's not even a couch. It's like a single plush chair. But there's. There's a big pig head on one side of it, and there's a big pig foot on the other side of it. It's like the whole thing is a giant pig that you can sit yeah, on. What I want, what I want to know is like if on the side there's like a curly tail as well. No, I don't think that. I don't see a curly tail anywhere. Maybe no, that's an no. oversight. Yeah. Yeah. That I just read through it. That's like the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. It turns out so the <laughs> they. Actually tracked down we uh I posted this in my notes right after last episode. Yeah, they, they tracked down the actual the actual owner of it. Yeah, in this company called Snort, which looks like a uh open source uh intrusion prevention system is what their uh what their uh website says. There's some uh technology company. Bought yeah. it and put it in their uh, meeting room. <laughs> So they found the origin the, the people who actually own the pig couch. And the pig couch in the snort photo I don't know. I don't know. I'm going back and forth. They both look sad. You know, the pig doesn't look that happy. If you like, try and imagine uh, think, what this pig is I feeling. The red room doesn't help. Yeah. Looks and like yeah. A... The guy who, the guy who's sitting on in that picture looks like almost confused. Like, why am I here? Why am I sitting on this thing? Yeah. He's after a couple of years, he'll be like the pig and say, eh. That's what the pig looks like, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the pig's like resigned. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just let these people the, sit on me. The pig couch, sit on me. <laughs> <sighs> oh god. Indeed. Ah uh, man. For the weirdest shit. Well, you want to wrap it up for today? This is your special. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to to say other than that. I did find I did dig up a picture of a of a bisque doll, and the motherfucker is staring into my soul with its dead black eyes. Mm. I'm sticking that in the show notes, obviously, because uh -huh. I can't be tortured alone. Mm. 
All right. Well, uh, coming up next, we've got our sports uh, face-off. We've got the Brampton Spiders versus the Waterloo Pirates, so you can stay tuned for that. Um, until next time, I'm Abel Kirby. And I'm Cold Acid. Adios.